Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the intricately woven narrative of The Compass of Pleasure by renowned neuroscientist, professor at Johns Hopkins University, and editor-in-chief of the Journal of Neurophysiology, David J. Linden. This enlightening book unravels the common threads that link a diverse range of human experiences, from the euphoria of heroin consumption to the altruistic warmth of charity work, from the indulgence in food to the intimate heights of sexual pleasure. The Compass of Pleasure navigates through the complex pathways of our brain's pleasure centers, uncovering the fascinating ways in which joyous activities can reshape and redefine our neural architecture over time. It sheds light on the true essence of addiction and exposes the cerebral underpinnings of our everyday choices, both benign and destructive. Whether you're deeply intrigued by the inner workings of the human brain and its impact on our behavior, grappling with the enigmatic forces of addiction, or on the quest for healthier means of achieving happiness, this book is an essential read. Join us as we explore the science of satisfaction and learn how our quest for pleasure shapes our lives, what drives our desires, and what can we learn about ourselves in this pursuit. Tune in to discover the answers in The Compass of Pleasure. The Compass of Pleasure How Our Brains Make Fatty Foods Orgasm, Exercise, Marijuana, Generosity, Vodka, Learning and Gambling Feel So Good Introduction Unlock the Intricacies of Joy a journey into the science of pleasure. Imagine the rush of euphoria that courses through you when you take a bite of decadent chocolate, or the thrill that pulsates in your veins as you gamble on a high-stakes game of poker. It turns out that the feelings of gratification and addiction we experience are rooted in the complex neural pathways of our brains. This narrative unfolds the cerebral blueprint of pleasure, detailing not only the biological underpinnings of our delights, but also the reason why certain activities and substances hold us captive in loops of repetitive indulgence. As we delve into the enigmatic world of our desires, we'll uncover the peculiar reason why cigarettes often have a tighter grip on people than the shackles of heroin. We'll demarcate the elusive boundary between the carnal dance of sex and the tender embrace of love, and even unravel the shared thread between the runner's high and the seductive haze of cannabis. Embark on this voyage to decipher the secrets behind the compass of pleasure and the intricate neurology that dictates the things that make us feel truly alive. Part 1. The Crossroads of Joy. How Our Brain's Pleasure Center Guides Us. Have you ever paused to ponder what an ice cream sundae, a passionate kiss, and winning a gamble might have in common? Beyond their apparent differences, these experiences share a unifying thread. They all send a wave of delight through the brain's medial forebrain pleasure circuit. Imagine the disparate activities of life as threads woven through the intricate tapestry of our brain's pleasure network. The ventral tegmental area, or VTA, which is nestled within this network, becomes alive with activity as it releases the neurotransmitter dopamine in response to pleasurable stimuli. It's dopamine that gives us that intoxicating surge of joy when we bask in the glow of any of these experiences. As dopamine travels to the amygdala, 
the bastion of our emotional response, it also makes its way to the dorsal striatum. This latter region is crucial, it's where our habits form. That's why a single slice of chocolate cake often isn't enough. The indulgence doesn't just feel good, it subtly coaxes us into wanting it repeatedly, laying the foundation for habits and potentially addictions. The power of the medial forebrain pleasure circuit over our actions comes into stark relief when scientists tinker with it directly. Take, for example, the contentious experiment conducted in the 70s by Dr. Robert Heath at Tulane University. Heath implanted electrodes in the brain of a homosexual man, suggesting that through the direct stimulation of his pleasure circuit, the man expressed different sexual behaviors. The results were highly debated. The man, according to Heath, experienced a shift during the experiment that was profound enough for him to engage in heterosexual intercourse within the confines of the lab and even purportedly enter into a relationship with a married woman thereafter. While Heath's study remains controversial and its implications contested, it nonetheless serves as a testament to the remarkable and commanding influence that stimulation of the pleasure circuit can wield over our immediate behaviours. Part 2. The Intricate Dance Between Pleasure and Addiction The journey towards addiction isn't just a simple matter of having a good time. It's shaped by the intensity and manner in which pleasure seizes our brains. Take a moment to consider why certain substances have a tighter hold over us than others. It's all about how they stimulate the pleasure circuit in our brains. The grip of a substance like heroin can be firm and unforgiving due to its mighty influence on our pleasure circuits, propelling many who dabble in its use towards addiction. In contrast, drugs such as cannabis or psychedelics like LSD may be less addictive because they either activate the pleasure circuit more mildly or, in the case of LSD, hardly at all. But there's more to the siren call of addiction than the neurological response alone. Consider this. Despite heroin's powerful biochemical clutch, a notable study demonstrated that addiction rates for cigarette smoking far eclipse those for heroin. It appears that as many as 80% of those who light up a cigarette succumb to its addictive lure, compared to 35% for heroin users. Strange? Not when you factor in the influence of legality, availability, and societal norms encouraging the habit of smoking over the illicit shooting up of heroin. Yet, beyond the societal nuances, the type of pleasure also plays a critical role. Whereas heroin delivers a formidable hit of euphoria in one go, the act of smoking cigarettes provides smaller, more frequent doses of pleasure. It's these regular reward signals, akin to a dog receiving treats for each successful trick, that fast-track the addiction pathway. It reminds us that addiction is systematic. The more frequent the reward, the more deeply embedded the habit becomes. The change isn't just behavioral. Addiction, at its core, is transformative. It can reshape the physical architecture of the brain itself. This was evidenced in studies where, after a month of consistent exposure to cocaine, rats showed significant growth in the dendritic branches of their neurons within the pleasure circuit, visually illustrating the profound and lasting impact of addictive substances on the brain. Part 3. Decoding the Allure of Sugar and Fat A Cerebral Perspective Imagine standing before a smorgasbord laden with creamy pastries and glistening sweets. It's nearly impossible to decline, and science unlocks the reason why. 
our pleasure circuits light up with the promise of fatty and sugary delights. Now, let's zoom in on the brain's weight management system, the hypothalamus, an unsung hero largely responsible for nudging your body to maintain a healthy weight. It keeps tabs on your body's flux in fat through communication channels, echoing the rise and fall of the hormone leptin. This hormone, birthed by fat cells themselves, typically performs a balancing act, quelling hunger and bumping up energy expenditure as fat accumulates. In an ideal world, this would mean the cessation of hunger post-meal. However, for those grappling with obesity, leptin's call to arms goes unheard, a condition known as leptin resistance. Despite abundant leptin levels signaling satiety, the message to stop eating fails to register, leaving appetite untamed. Yet there's another force at play challenging leptin's dominance, dopamine, the molecule of pleasure. Foods bursting with sugar and fat send dopamine levels surging, making the experience of devouring a slice of pizza or chocolate almost euphoric. The enticement is potent, at times overwhelming physiological hunger. It's this very cycle of pleasure-seeking and brain-rewiring that pushes us toward that extra scoop of ice cream or additional slice of pie, despite our hypothalamus's subtle warnings leading to an upward tick on the scale. Part 4. The Intricate Weave of Passion and Intimacy in the Brain The intricate dance between love and lust plays out within our brains in fascinating and distinct ways. While both stir the pleasure circuits to life, they do so with their own special flair. The act of falling head over heels for someone is more than a flurry of romance. It's a veritable cognitive metamorphosis. Brain scans illuminate a startling reality. As love takes hold, the brain's judgment and social cognition, areas, usually the busybodies of reason and analysis, take a back seat. Suddenly the object of affection is cloaked in an aura of exceptional attributes. They appear smarter, kinder, and more beautiful than anyone else. Bear this truth in mind the next time a friend's new partner appears to be less than suitable. Lucy Brown's research at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine revealed that glancing at the image of a beloved ignites certain zones of the brain, while a neutral acquaintance barely causes a flicker. It's science's way of confirming that love, indeed, is blind. And then there's the enigma of orgasm, a crescendo of pleasure, or so it's typically perceived. Yet, pleasure isn't the orgasm's sole essence. Some moments of climax carry the unmistakable physiological signs, heart racing, muscles tensing, yet they fail to spark joy in the pleasure circuit. This phenomenon can be heartbreakingly evident in traumatic experiences like assaults or in the midst of epileptic episodes. Despite the darker capabilities of the body, orgasms, under consensual and desirable circumstances, are by and large a beacon of euphoria awash with dopamine. Renowned Dutch researcher Gert Holstiger presented this through scans, showcasing a vivid lighting up of the pleasure circuit during climax in both men and women. Love and lust, while distinct, both trace their roots back to pleasure, and when intertwined they offer a symphony of joy, suggesting there might be a beautiful sense to merging the physical and the emotional in our quests for connection. Part 5 
the high stakes of chance. How gambling hooks the brain. The idea of wagering money might ignite anxiety in many, but for others, the allure of a well-played hand in poker is intoxicating. It's not just the promise of reward that fuels this fascination. It's the pleasure circuit's siren song. Let's examine what constitutes an addiction and see how a pastime like gambling fits the bill. For an activity or substance to be considered addictive, it should lead to a cycle of persistent behavior despite negative consequences, growing tolerance and dependence, intense cravings, and a shift from initial euphoria to a relentless pursuit of desire. And, notably, a higher potential for relapse after periods of abstinence. With this definition in hand, it's clear that gambling, much like substance misuse or compulsive gaming, stands as a bona fide addiction. The foundational issue is the same, an engagement followed by an alteration of the brain's pleasure circuit. Both genetic predisposition and learned behavior coax some towards the gambling tables. Intriguingly, our brains come with default settings that derive pleasure from uncertainty. This characteristic connects us with our primate cousins, monkeys to be exact. In experiments by Wolfram Schultz at the University of Cambridge, simian subjects learned to associate various signals with rewards or their absence and displayed a dopamine spike when faced with a 50-50 chance of a tasty surprise after a blue light. Compulsive gambling isn't merely a matter of hard wiring, it's also deeply influenced by one's environment. Compulsive gambling frequently passes through family lines, imprinted in memories of children, exposed to the thrill and potential despair of the vice. Bill Lee, in his memoir, Born to Lose, recounts a youth speckled with gambling dens and good luck charms, a testament to the way behavioral patterns can be ingrained and passed down, sometimes with harrowing consequences, such as a family member being literally gambled away to settle debts. The psychological draw and the socio-cultural push make the roulette wheel and the poker chip both exciting and potentially dangerous protagonists in the narrative of addiction. Part 6. Nurturing Joy. How Healthy Habits and Altruism Boost Brain Bliss. It would be easy to assume that the brain's pleasure circuit is reserved for our indulgences and vices, but joy isn't just confined to guilty pleasures. The routine practices of staying fit and doing good deeds pack their own delightful punch on our pleasure circuit. Take the phenomenon of runner's high, that euphoric second wind that athletes report feeling, even with the onslaught of aches and exhaustion. This isn't just an urban legend, it's a biochemical response as the brain unleashes opioids and the body's natural equivalent to cannabis, endocannabinoids. These compounds go hand in hand with dopamine, delighting us even as we push our bodies to their limits. This juxtaposition of pain and pleasure isn't exclusive to runners. It's also part of the transformative experience of childbirth and the paradoxical enjoyment derived from certain provocative sexual experiences. But physical exertion isn't the only route to activating the brain's reward system. Generosity, too, can light up those neural pathways whether it's the pure satisfaction of helping others, the recognition of one's autonomous choice in giving, or even the subtle boost to one's societal standing. Philanthropy kindles the same areas of the brain as acquiring money does, 
as William Harbour's studies at the University of Oregon elucidated. The tantalizing thrill of acquiring knowledge for its own sake also entices our pleasure circuit. Researchers Ethan Bromberg-Martin and Okihide Hikosaka uncovered that both monkeys and humans share an innate curiosity. Given the option, these primates displayed an eagerness to receive tidbits of information about future rewards, highlighting a shared intrinsic value in knowledge, irrespective of its material gain. The profound takeaway here is that, while our desires and addictions can commandeer the pleasure circuit, so can the virtues of living well and doing good, offering a serialization of highs that are both wholesome and gratifying. Final Summary Pleasure can be a sly temptress, often leading us into a labyrinth of potential addictions. This book peels back the curtain to reveal the brain's pleasure circuit as the orchestrator behind our cravings for everything from the intoxicating allure of heroin to the compulsive draw of a poker game or the simple satisfaction from a cheesy slice of pizza. These pleasurable encounters can remap our neural pathways tugging us closer to habits we might find hard to break. Yet, within this complex web lies hope. It's not only the dubious lures that trigger our pleasure circuits. Acts of generosity, like charitable giving, or the pursuit of knowledge, can also send surges of delight through our neural networks. This enlightening perspective assures us that the rewards of life need not be entangled with risk, but can emerge from the meaningful, salutary choices we make. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.